After a unplanned week off, we are back. Yay! Sorry about that. Not a problem. I enjoyed having the night off as well. <laughs> it was a Sunday night that I really didn't feel like drinking, so it worked out for me. Great. Fantastic. So, we're back. Uh, we're back! And uh, the... The big news for Jeff is that Allie had a birthday, and Jeff got him and her a toy. <laughs> that was a whole bunch of big news, but Greg's talking about a 3D printer. Yeah, so I ended up getting the Mono Price Maker Select V2. Uh, the reason I went with this printer is it has uh, a large user community online with lots of mods and improvements mm-hmm. and things like that. And a guy at work has it. So, you know, I figured, you know, we could, you know... At least I'd have someone close by, you know, sharing similar experiences. There's so many options in buying a 3D printer that you could really suffer from decision paralysis if you don't just buy one. So, yeah. so how how much should this guy bad boy cost you? Say it cost I think three forty for oh, it. That's not bad. Um. And then, you know, several mods, like the glass plate that's on the heated bed there, you know, that was another $11. Okay. The fan, the little uh, centrifugal fan in the front there, that's a fan upgrade, so the fan costs another 8 bucks. You know, I'm probably in around 400 with... What does the fan do? Is it, make, is it help? So it came with... A, so that fan blows on the filament as it comes out to cool it quickly, because cooling it quickly helps with the print process. I see. And... So you see there's a green, everything on there that's light green, that's lime green, or whatever color green you would call that, is uh, printed on the printer. So that manifold that's around the print nozzle, that circular thing, that's like an upgraded fan nozzle for cooling the filament. The one that it had with it was just in the front and just blew front to back, where this one surrounds it and blows on it from all sides. I see. Um, again, part of the large mod community for the printer. So, you know, first thing people who do buy these printers is they print that Z-axis support where the all-threaded rods are, you know, to give the top more stability so it doesn't wobble. Uh-huh. And um, upgrade the cooling manifold. Uh, those are the only two mods on that. I did print a strain relief for the cables on the back of the heated bed, but it's not compatible with the glass plate So because I can't mount the strain relief. So i got to figure out what I'm going to do there. Um yeah, so that's so about four hundred in, you know, right now. I want to underneath the heated bed. There's a piece of stamped metal. Okay. It's flimsy and a little bit flexible. I want to get a, a milled piece of aluminum plate. They sell that's another twenty five bucks. You know, not not they, but a third party person sells. So I'm probably gonna get that upgrade as well. And so what have I done with it? So the first thing you've been doing is basically been building things to upgrade it. Pretty much, yeah. yeah I mean, the first thing I. I printed, um, first thing I printed was one of the things that came on the SD card that came with it. And I wasn't sure, that's one of Ali's designs right there. Yeah. She printed a little bit of Lego. Well, not, not Lego compatible, just something inspired by a Lego. Um, so it came with four designs. Oh, so I open up the box and right on top, there's a quick, a color printer printed getting started, like front and back probably about 15 photos and it's from monoprice so i wasn't expecting tons of great documentation so i'm setting it up why, using... why what is i don't understand why monoprice to me has a reputation of being that low price you know rebranded chinese you okay. know you get what you get i i, I don't yeah. know that so okay you get what you i mean 
that was my expectation. I might be wrong because this came with great documentation, but I didn't find the great documentation. What I found was the getting started sheet and I had some problems with leveling the bed. I spent so much time trying to get the bed leveled because to get a good print, the nozzle needs to be a thickness of a sheet of paper off the bed mm. everywhere across the bed. So that's a pretty tight tolerance. Mm -hmm. And when you're getting used to leveling this thing, you can be going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I was having a problem getting the bed leveled. I'm going off this front and back sheet. And then I realize in the very bottom of the box is, you know, a 30-page, really nice, well-written guide from the actual, this is a rebranded Wahano printer or something like that. But the, the original in the documentation is like, oh, if you're having this problem, do this to level the z-axis and like that was my problem right so i could have saved so much time if i would have <laughs> looked in the big thick book which i thought was going to be not useful it turned out to be super warranty useful. information something like yeah, that. yeah yeah because the getting started guide was much better than what i expected to get from monoprice so i figured oh exceeded my expectations this must be it mm. <laughs> it was the thing uh so the SD card came with four things on it. And the book said, here's like one, two, three, four. Number two was supposed to be this little thumb wheel gear that was supposed to take like 15 minutes to print. So I hit number two on the thing. And it starts printing it. It's not printing a thumb wheel. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I'm sitting here watching this thing. It's kind of mesmerizing watching this printer go. And after, you know, like 45 minutes, that looks like that's going to be an easy chair. What the fuck is it printing an easy chair for? Well, it turned out it was an easy chair. So that was the first thing I printed. An easy chair. Little mini. figure of easy Almost chair. probably the size that a minifig could sit in it. Like a minifig. You know, that kind of that kind of easy chair. But it had had a little lever, like a bump where the pull lever is. Had a throw cushion on it, you know. So there's some detail in this sample, config, sample print file. That was the first thing. Where is it? Uh, it's upstairs in Ellie's room. Need to step back a little bit. So one of the motivating factors for getting the printer for her birthday was last Friday we sent her in the evening to a 3D printing class over in Warrendale. It's kind of almost like a tech babysitter, right? You drop the kid off, you mm -hmm. go out and have some beers. We met up with one of uh, Ali's friend's parents and uh, when she got back, she was like loving it. Like, so the program that she's using for 3D modeling, it's called Tinkercad. It's from Autodesk. It's a web app. So you just have to sign up for an account and it's, you can't do Things like splines and curves and stuff like that. But the basic stuff of stacking blocks and cutting holes in them. And, you know, it has all the tolerances you need, you know, to size things. So it's a great beginner program. She was, like, really into this. And, like, all week she was, like, drawing in Tinkercad, even though she had no expectation of actually getting the objects printed. So that helped us decide. Mm -hmm. Because I've been trying to get her to do Scratch or Hour of Code for years now. And she's never really got into it. But she's into the modeling things. So I'm like, well, that's enough reason to get this yeah, damn printer. Yeah. So that was the whole motivation. So back on printer came Wednesday. I set it up Wednesday night. That's when I printed the chair. And that's about all I got printed. Maybe I printed one of our little house designs, like in a super low quality quick mm -hmm. print. I stayed home from work. Friday was her birthday. So I stayed home from work. I moved the printer up into her bedroom, put it on her dresser. So when she came home, it was like three quarters of the way through printing another one of her designs. And she normally goes straight to her room to decompress from school. So I had the video camera set up in there. I got, I can show you the video, but really she 
she loves it, but she didn't really like react like, you know, screaming like, oh my God, you know, she's like a 3D printer and she ran out off camera to give us hugs. You know? So it was <laughs> like, we should have rushed into the room. Yeah. So the hugs could have been on camera, but so that was super fun. And, uh, yeah, printed the, so I've printed mostly mods. I mean, I printed that little SD card holder that I showed you. Yep. Um, this is a little cable holder, um, uh, at work. I have this do-it-yourself floating laptop stand so my keyboard can go underneath it. It's it's made out of black pipe, like the gas pipe for homes and stuff. Okay. And there's like tin sheet. Well, this is going to clip on the tin sheet and hold my video cable and my power cable right there. So I designed a little quick and dirty little cable holder. Hmm. You know, so that's... that's it's got the, a little bit of give, but not too yeah, much. That's yeah, that's the first thing that, you know, the first invention that I've had is this little thing. Um... And it, 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 the, oh, the, the it's, sheet, like it's a, going to slide right on the piece of did, the did you metal. build? Did you? I didn't know. Dremel this or did you? No, no. I designed a gap in there. Yeah, interesting. I had to, so I had to print it this way because you can't print arcs down with disconnected, right? Because you can't start printing in midair right. type thing unless you build a support up that breaks off. Uh, so I printed it this way. I wasn't sure if this overhang would stay or whether it would all droop down. So it was kind of, let's see what happens. I had to get in there with like a cut, a knife and clean out a bunch of hairs and stuff, mm. but it did the job. So, you know, lots of learning. I tried printing uh, a crafty radio challenge coin, like this big silver dollar type coin. And I didn't have the things raised high enough. So the letters weren't legible. I tried doing two sides. And one of the things you can do is you can print it on what they call raft. So it lays down a bunch of plastic and then starts printing your stuff on top of it with like a bunch of perforations in there. So it kind of peels off. So I wanted two-sided coin. So I tried putting stuff down, face down with the raft. If you do it right, it might be able to work, but it was turning out crappy. So for this coin, what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to print both sides face up and I'm going to glue it together. Mm, okay. That's what I'm going to end up doing. What can, you just, can you just take a, like a, a lighter to it and get them hot and then stick them together? I could probably fuse it. Yeah. Um, if you go look at the other side of the cooling duct. So when I printed the cooling duct on the other side, you see the, the yeah. gloopy stuff there? Mm -hmm. So when I printed the cooling duct, I came down, the, I did it overnight, I came down this morning, and it had, one thing about ABS plastic is it'll warp when it cools. So it had pulled apart and there was a crack in the side of the cooling duct. Three doodler to the rescue. Yes, I, I used the three doodler to weld that thing back shut. It was great. You know, if I didn't have the three doodler, I would have had to print it over mm. or, you know, tape it or something. But so, and I used ABS plastic. It's almost the same color. I don't care about the color. Yeah. I just, this was like a five minute fix. It was great. Three doodler works as a touch up device. Yeah. yeah. You could do some neat things combining the two because this could make very inorganic shapes. Like imagine printing a flower pot with this. And then doing a flower yeah. with three doodle. You could do some fun hybrid type that sounds pretty stuff. Cool. I like it. Um, I, Jason uh, wanted to know what kind of printer I got. And I said, I talk it all about in the pre-show. So I think I'm meeting his expectations. Yeah. Um, the way this one works, you can has a USB port. So you can hook it up. To How much computer. does the material cost? Right now you have red Material in costs, it's about $24, $25. You get about, you get a kilogram. That's about 330 meters for the PLA plastic and 400 meters for ABS plastic. Um, this thing, this little SSD, I don't remember what it says it used. I would estimate that that's probably two meters of plastic. 
Two meters of filament. Hmm? And you get a kilometer. Well, you get 330 meters. 330 meters. Okay, so you get, you get a kilogram. Kilogram. Right. It also tells you how many grams. Uh, so you design it in a 3D modeling program like Tinkercad. Mm-hmm. Then you have to put it in a slicer program. And the slicer program is what figures out like the layers, like how much to print each thing. And it makes the G code, which is like the computer-controlled CNC type coding stuff. And that program will some tell you. Some of these are tight and some of these aren't. It's weird. Yeah, that's all. I mean, yeah. I, pr- I printed it in low quality mode yeah. so it would get done fast because I don't need it to look great. But yeah, some of the micro SD cards were a little tighter than others. Hey, that's still Good enough. Yeah. For the amount of time I spent on it, it does the job. Um, so when you're in the slicer program, it tells you how much plastic it's going to use, how long it's going to take, and uh, things like that. So you kind of get an expectation of how long the print job will take. So when I loaded up all those parts for the the Z-Brace mod, right, it was a 14-hour print job. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess there's a lot to print. There's a lot of plastic to put down, yeah. yeah. I mean, it does it just one, you know, it does it like two-tenths of a millimeter at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the plastic's going to last a long time. It's cheap. Um, you know, the amount of plastic in this thing is... Probably less than 30 cents. Cool. So, any plans you have for doing things? Like, is there anything you've, you've come up with? Like, I have an idea. I'm going to try to do this. Or um, just so sort of waiting for inspiration? I have... I don't have a project just yet. But, I mean... Where, you know... This SD card holder was... An inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. And I also knew I could go on Thingverse and find and find something close. Now they didn't have exactly what I wanted, but I saw that like some had SD and USB, but I also wanted more micro USBs than many had. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I sure I could have got out the calipers and measured SD cards and then designed this from scratch. It wouldn't have been that hard, mm-hmm. but. The designs out there already had the right size holes. No, I'm, so I'm, I kind of just right. smashed them both together, you know, because for as much as this was worth to me, it wasn't worth building it from scratch. It was worth, you know, standing on the shoulders of the giants and, or free software people who put their plans up online. So I was thinking, like, you, you have your... <sighs> so, so here's the other another project I'm going to do. I've got an electric toothbrush, right? And no matter how well you rinse the electric toothbrush and you put it back on the stand, goop falls down and gets on the countertop. I'm going to make a little tray that's like the size of the base of the toothbrush, right? Because it's a weird shape. You're not going to have that kind of tray around your house. So I'm going to make a little drip tray for my electric toothbrush. Goop tray. Not, not exciting. What about a little thing that goes around the neck that just catches goop? Maybe. I figure I'd just catch goop on the whole thing, but maybe I could try to improve the Oral-B toothbrush and keep the goop from yeah, I mean, getting well, down the handle. Why not use the, uh, use, use the... The goop might leak out from inside the neck of the toothbrush, you know, that might be where all the goop comes from, I don't know. Um, you have your, your brewing equipment that you designed, you could make like little plastic things for that. So, when I had my brewing box, right, and the LCD panel, I bought... Like a waterproof double gang electric box, right? Because, and then when I cut the hole for the LCD, I didn't do it quite right. Well, now it's an opportunity I can just print a new faceplate, a perfect size faceplate for the LCD panel. So, yeah, lots of little fabricating things like that. Uh, one of the projects I want to work on is 
I brought those wooden when I was buying the all thread and stuff for the mod kit, and I had to buy a bunch of little metric screws. Over in the corner, see the wooden dowels that are standing up. Yep, got quarter inch wooden dowels there. Remember in school when, the, or maybe you've seen where like the bridge building competition, who can build the strongest bridge sure, type thing. Sure. So I'm thinking that one of the projects I'm going to have with Ali or Max is let's design little connectors to hold the wood together and build. So almost like a rag, uh, Tinker Toys. Oh, yeah. But we're going to make our own connectors. So that's a project that I have okay. on the burner. So those things, I'm guessing to a 14 hours because you printed them high quality, right? Cause no, that's low quality. Oh, really? It's, well, it's a lot of parts, right? There's right. The, the brackets on the bottom. goes the whole way across. There's those things on top. There's two brackets in the back to keep everything level. So there's also little, like... The screws, screws. Yeah. yeah. So those things, nuts. there's nuts inside those, right? Those hold, you can't really tap ABS plastic and expect it to hold up. Or if you do, it has to be like really big, deep threads mm -hmm. and not high pressure. So those roundy things have nuts inside them, right? I see. With a it has a hexagon hole that holds a nut. And those are kind of like... So obviously the metal, you had to buy it yourself, the metal. Uh, yeah, I had to get the, I had to go to Home Depot. Yeah. And then all the little, I had to the screws that were on the printer were too short once you put the mod on, so I had to buy longer screws. So I had to buy, you know, 21 screws. I see you put your webcam there so you can, <laughs> just so you can watch well, that's it. that's that Octoprint thing I just mm -hmm. showed you. It is, so all the printing I've done till now has been go into the slicer, save the G-code file, which is the, like the C, like CNC machines use G-code as well. It's the computer-controlled move the stuff here and do that type mm -hmm. thing. Um, has nothing to do with Google or coding, but <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, loading that onto an SD card, sticking the SD card in the side of that controller box there, t loading the file and saying print. Um, what I was doing while I was waiting for you to come is I wanted to check out Octoprint and also Octopi, which is the distribution made for Raspberry Pi. Well, I had a Raspberry Pi that I'm not using, right? So I loaded Octopi on it, plug in the printer, plug in a webcam, you go to the, the web page that that's on the Octopi, and it can read all the stuff that's on the printer. It can control the printer. has a webcam. It can do time lapses of your prints. You know, it has all that crazy stuff built in. So it was really cool. And I'm already sick of shuttling SD cards over to the printer. So this will be nice being able to upload them over the Wi-Fi right to the printer. Cool. Cool. It'd be nice if the um, Raspberry Pi power on and off the printer i don't want to leave it on the line you heard how loud it was you know there's, yeah, a, the thing. there's a pretty big fan in the control box because so that aluminum panel that's underneath the glass right that thing is going to be heated up to 80 or 90 degrees celsius almost boiling it takes a lot of power to heat that thing mm -hmm. the the nozzle is going to be 200 to 230 degrees celsius so that's oven temperatures but it's small so it's not as much power as the plate because the plate has such much so much area um so the power supplies in that thing so that's why that's so noisy the fan i I might get some kind of um controllable network you know network controlled power switch so the raspberry pi can turn the printer on and off we'll see i don't know and you can have alexa do it for you alexa, for me. <laughs> alexa print me <laughs> yeah um, I'm now I'm learning, you know, as I'm starting to make things my, uh, on my own, you know, like I, Ali designed a phone, a little, little iPhone shaped thing. Right. Okay. And I tried printing that in 
So the Slicer program is called Cura. And they had some presets, low, normal, and high. I tried using high just to see how nice it would look. The problem I was having is, I guess my printer probably isn't fine to, um, isn't accurate enough for their high. Because the level height was so small that when my printer would try to do it, it wasn't going up enough and it was dragging the nozzle across the, the project. And so there was, it was pulling up plastic and it was all groovy and gloopy and glo- stuff was sticking to the nozzle and then falling off later all, after it turned brown. You know, so it was like actually like the worst print I've done and it was in high quality. So the moral of that story is find the limits of my printer and right. save that as my high quality. Right. So, you know, there's going to be a huge learning. There's so many parameters, right? There's the speed the stuff comes out, the different heat, how hard the fan's blowing, the humidity of the air, and there's all types of things. I mean, you, that's not a parameter in the software, but <laughs> it's a factor. Yeah. But the parameters in the software, there's so many. So, I don't know. It's fun. Cool. All right. Well, that's that's a hell of a report. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I can be done with the printer, but I'm not done talking because you saw my one tweet today. Ali uh, was signed up for a mini Maker Fair uh, last week, uh-huh. or what day was it? Probably like I learned. We learned about Tuesday or Wednesday, and she had done it all on her own. This wasn't Dad pushing her to do a Maker Fair thing, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, I went into Scratch and made a program." I'm like. Who are you and what have you done with my daughter? I've been trying to get you to do Scratch for years. I, you know, maybe all my pushing has finally got her. But So she did a Scratch program. And we were work, talking about it yesterday. And it wasn't like in a noisy maker fair on a screen. It wasn't going to be very impactful. So we started brainstorming a new idea. And that's where we made what we made. Cause, so one of the things she had access to for the project was a Makey Makey. And this is... Well, I'm going to explain it okay. here in a second. It um, the Makey Makey is um, it looks like a Nintendo controller it has up, down, left, right, B, A. What they are is a kind of a you know um, you know like remember that the banana piano that she Heather that Allie got for Christmas that remember that E equals M C squared thing with the like you can touch it you know touch the moist banana and it will play music. Remember? No, no, you don't remember that. No, okay. idea what you're talking about. We played with it. Moist banana? I don't... Like, it has the clips, and you can click, click, but you can touch it yourself, right? Or we can all hold hands, and you can oh, hold one okay, side, and I okay, hold the other yes, side, right? Okay, Well, the clips, we, it was, we hooked it up to fruit. We hooked it up to peppers, actually, but... Okay, so it was a device that was designed to basically send uh, electrical signals through... Through, yeah. Through, you know, it's a capacitance tester, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's, but you were hooking it up to fruits and stuff to yeah. show the electricity. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's, it's like that, except that e equals MC squared thing has a speaker and it just has self-contained. This shows up as a keyboard. So when you hit up, it sends up arrow keystroke. When you hit down, it sends down arrow keystroke. So up, down, left, right, space, click are the main ones. And then if you go on the back, there's some pins you can use for like ASTF and QWER or something. Um, so they had this at school. So she had written her program to use those inputs, right? So when Scratch sees an up arrow, it does this and does that. But it wasn't very good. It wasn't going to be very impressive for the Maker Fair. So we started brainstorming a little bit. And then what we came up with was um, making an electronic recorder, basically. So... My recorder being a 
uh, 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 flutes, yes. yeah, flute, a clarinet type thing, a flute. Um, so we did only, I mean, with the amount of time and the amount of patience she had, we just did three notes. We did um, G, A, and B, which you could play Mary Had a Little Lamb with it. Mm-hmm. So we programmed each one it's of those. Tone. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Right. So we programmed those three notes. And then we had, well, we had a couple other op- switches on the Makey Makey. So we added a button to change instrument and one that would play Mary Had a Little Lamb. So you could just hit that and pretend you're playing, right? So that was her thing. And then we took a, um, a cardboard tube, like a paper towel tube, but longer, and some thumbtacks. We soldered wires on the thumbtacks. We put a little viewport in so you could see the wires and then hooked that up to the Makey Makey with alligator clips. And she, she was so nervous at the beginning, but people were giving her such good feedback. She had like, like the best project. She was getting such great feedback from her principal and her tech teacher and strangers and everything. Cool. I mean, it was, it was awesome for her. Like I'm like tearing up thinking about how awesome it was right now. So, I I, I did like the picture, and I you know I did I liked the tree. Yeah. I thought, yeah, there's that's good stuff there. Yeah. So she's. She's into it now. I'm gonna foster it as much as I can to keep her interested in tech cool. and and STEM things. So, speaking of liked tweets, I did want to mention this tweet from Joe Mandy that I liked. I don't know if you. I don't. I didn't see you. It. You probably don't uh, like look at all the tweets that I like. Why would you? But, um, come on. Uh, so the New York Times had a uh, alert that said, after learning she doesn't have long to live, a woman composes a dating profile for her husband. Grab a box of tissues. And Joe Mandy tweeted, not sure why the New York Times thinks I jerk off to this. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's really good. Yeah. That's a great line. Um Another thing that I remember, I was watching the uh, Never Not Funny yesterday. Where this, uh, they had their podcast every year. They do a twelve-year. Mm-hmm. Paul Tompkins was on, and he had a great line because uh, they were they were, somehow they got into talking about Frankenberry, <laughs> and one of the things was my thing is Frankenberry is the name of the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's yeah. a good line. <laughs> um, what else? There's also no, no. Oh, we talked a little about the the color constancy thing. Um, where is the image of the red strawberries? But it was actually there's no red in the in the image. Mm-hmm. Um. We sent it. I sent it to you over uh, Slack, right? Yeah. And this was it was really it's a cool image because of you know you ask the you know the right and interesting questions, which are, am I seeing those red because I know they're strawberries? I, I thought I forget, I thought the answer was no because when the image is loaded, I'm I'm trying to you know trying to replay it in my mind, but. I saw the red before I realized because there's not much fidel, uh, contrast there, mm-hmm. so you really couldn't tell they were strawberries right away. So I saw the red right away, but there's no red. They're gr- it's just gr- shades of gray, 
but the colors around them were shades of blue. So then my next question was to you, is this kind of like a white balance thing, mm-hmm. like an auto white balance where I'm seeing everything shifted a certain way and my brain's fixing it back and making the red pop out? And the answer to that is absolutely yes. It is exactly what it is. Uh, it's, it's it's the same thing as the dress, as the, mm-hmm. as the blue yeah. and, and gold dress. Um, and then uh, you also asked the other question, which, which was, uh, is it the brain knowing the strawberry? No, because we kind of show these other pictures where mm-hmm. uh, if you use a red background, it just becomes gray. It's not. Uh, it's clearly not your brain saying, oh, that right. has to be red. Uh, in addition, what is what are red and green colorblind people see? And that I saw there's sort of a spectrum. There's some people who, like, people, the people who have uh, the weakness in their gray, in, in their green cells, see the red fine. People have weakness in their red cells don't quite don't see it so much, from what I understand. Cool. And uh, the other image that I thought was really interesting, what shows this, in, in even, it's even more striking, is this one, this spiral. Oh, okay. Yeah, the vertical lines popping in, is that what you're talking about? No, no. The, see how it looks like blue and green, or blue and, uh, blue and green, yeah. But the blue is the same color as the green. Seriously? Yeah. So what I saw for an instant was um, almost like a TV test pattern, like vertical, right. like wide vertical bars. But I, don't, I couldn't get that to come up again. That's the same color, huh? Same color. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's cuckoo crazy. Yeah. It's just... why, why do they look different? What's, what's surrounding them that make them look... It's it's the, the the colors the way that the, the colors are. Um, uh, I think it's one has red lines going through. One has the orange stripes. If you look at the way oh, okay. they're going through, like the the green has the orange stripes going through them, and oh, the, okay. and the ones that look blue have the red stripes going through them. That's crazy. That's even cooler than the strawberries. Yeah, because this is like, is wacky because it looks like two completely different colors. And if you look close, it still looks like two it completely still looks like different, like colors. different colors. I saw a little bit of green and a little part of the blue. Yeah. Just like in parts, I saw like flecks of green, but. It's nuts. If you take the strawberry one, or if you, you know, I presume if you take this one in, into a photo editor and zoom in, you can see for sure that that pixel is not. Yeah, or if you just you know, if you just hide everything around it except for just that pixel, you'll see it's basically the same. And and part of it is that the green is a little bit teal. The green is a little bit sort of bluish. It's the, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, your eyes kind of just kind of blending. It's part of that, well, the um, the, the dots you can't see, right? Yeah, right. It's, you know, it's, your brain's filling in certain things, and it's probably taking these confusing signals and trying to cope with them. It's part of the idea that your brain is, I mean, the color is, is all in here. Color mm-hmm. is not out yeah. there. Color is not in this image. It's, you know, the image is, is emitting certain kinds of light, for sure, but... Color is what your brain perceives, and it bases base that on how it sees mm-hmm. the rest of the environment, not just right. the color itself. Because that's what's useful. That that's what you learn when you were a baby. And you mm-hmm. know, if, if I've seen these uh, these pictures of, of um, 
now it, it's so much more it's so much easier to see constant baby updates from people because you can just post those things on Instagram. <laughs> so I see uh, like videos of uh, of Helena and she is doing the little babyish things, but you sort of see this like neural network growing in her brain. She's mm-hmm. she's modeling the world. And she's doing you know, all, all these little cute things. This little little poop machine that's modeling the world. It's very fun. <laughs> nice. All right, so should we go on to the show? Yeah, let's go on to the show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 